The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to another episode of the Kick Pod. I am your host, TJ Williams, giving you the insider of my experience and opinions of um, martial arts-based subjects. And um, just I'd like to add a uh, happy Father's Day to everyone out there. And I hope everybody's um, taking the time to um, go out and um, show their appreciation for their fathers. And um, definitely I offer my condolences for those who lost their fathers. I mean... I mean, having not having a father around is not probably it's not the goodest thing in the world. But I guess um, for those that are, for those that are fortunate to have their father still with them, um, they at least have at least have this day to show their appreciation. I mean, either taking them out to dinner, giving them gifts, at least tell them you love them, and at least giving them the admiration that they deserve on this day. Alright, so for this week's episode, um, I'm going to go into the the ethics when you defend yourself. I mean, the ethics of self-defense. Alright, so really trying to get in depth with that. Um, uh, the concept of self-defense is like you want to protect yourself physically and mentally. Of course, physically, your goal is to not to get, is not to get hurt. Or not to inflict too much harm upon your attacker. You know, basically your goal is you want to go home. You want to avoid every um, every means of getting harm. I mean, if you're getting off of work, you're working an eight to ten hour day. I mean, your your mind is not to to deal with people. You just want to get home and just um, regenerate yourself. I mean, really try to rest and at least. One thing, rest and see your kids and be able to see your wife, whoever you live with. I mean, that's the main goal. And mentally, you know, you want to outthink your attacker. You know, attacker would find ways to trick you into a trap. You know, simply taking your mind off of finding a way to escape. You know, that's the thing criminals like to do. And they just like to come up with ways to... Get your mind off of what you're going, what you, what you're accomplishing. Getting home—that's pretty much getting your mind off of getting out of here. So they'll do anything, right? So I'm gonna at least talk about at least the the what I come up, what I came up with—the ethics of self-defense. All right. So the number one thing I came up with is never be the aggressor. You know why? One thing you want to think about is legalities, the, the law. Even in a street fight, there are rules. I mean, people, will, I said this some um, time before in my, um, one of my podcasts, um, or one of my episodes, I say, like, there are rules in street fights. I mean, you get in a fight in, in the street, expect to get, uh, have a cop car come around and you get arrested. So that's one thing, the legalities. Alright, so if you're in a confrontation or conflict, even if you're not the person that who is pugnacious, 
you know you want and you fight back by beating the other person while you're on top of them and yet someone could appear and see you as the aggressor so that's why the reason is you don't want to be the aggressor because you never know nobody could be around when you're in a situation and of course all of a sudden you're on top of that person and beating his brains out and then all of a sudden that person that comes around sees you as the attacker or the aggressor so it's always best to keep your cool when you're in a situation okay? another thing if you are in a situation put put your hands up always keep your hands up like not to not to ready to fight but be prepared think of it as putting your hands up you're not a threat it's like you're being approached by somebody and um of course they're either aggressive or and you're telling them like keep their dis keep your distance but yet they become more aggressive and you're trying to calm them down you know this is not just some um, out in the street where you're being approached by an aggressive person but this could be something like where you're somebody's drunk like you're in a party you know expect you're going to be confronted by a drunk person that's um that's um ready to show you the or should i say ready to get ready to beat you up like they're not calm they're too drunk but always have your hands up be prepared for any attacks and you want to be protect you want to be prepared for everything and anything you know another thing is body language so if you're going against an aggressive person you know they they have their chest out you know they're ready to do something and you want to at least have your hands up and tell that person you're not a threat i mean they could walk away give or take but um, there's going to be a point where they're going to at least get physical and that's the point where you have your hands up and you're ready to at least take on the attacker okay. all right so another thing that i um, came up with is be aware of your surroundings I mean, rather if you're walking down a street, going to your car or your house, always scan the area. I mean, while walking around to your car, I mean, after getting off of work or come, coming home from shopping, I mean, your car may be far out in the parking lot. You know, instead, instead of going straight to your driver door, I mean, go around your whole car and scan the area while doing it to make sure it's clear. I mean, you make, I mean, you're looking around. As you approaching your car, I mean, making sure that it's safe, and um, you, as soon as you get to your car, you kind of make a 360, go like in front of your car, look, see if there's anything behind your car, then go walk around behind your car to a trunk, like trying to pretend that you're gonna put something in your car, but uh, just kind of scan the area to see um, if there's any anything going on if there's if it's all clear then of course you go to your car door car door or driver door and it's all good you know definitely to give you a story like um when i was working in retail as a car attendant of course i see a lot of fights happen out there you know and definitely for me to be out there at, at night you no know, it's a good thing i quit that job you know i kind of got sick of working nights you know, you, you're approached, I'm 
out there by myself and you're approached by the crazies of um of the area and you know it's this um there's no security although there used to be i mean there's no security there to at least see what's going on so of course i have to fear for my life when i'm out there working at that night and you know i just just see some strange all that strange things out there and i know I, at one point um when i was working uh i would one one time i escorted a, um, a young lady that worked also worked at um the retail as, as a cashier and um of course there was uh, another guy harassing her and um i guess um it was her time to get off the shift and um she asked me to escort her in the car yeah here i am scan the area I guess she was like uh, pretty much a young lady, pretty much think still in high school or in college, somewhat. But um, you know, I'm scanning the area and s seeing how um, seeing how things are. Of course, um, it's safe for her to go, and I definitely stayed by the car until she drove off and she's safe. You know, like I said, there's crazies out there that I have to deal with. A lot of fights, a lot of shoplifters. So that's the thing with shoplifters. Well, of course, it's it's not in our nature to take them straight on. I mean, for one, they take something, they get away. I mean, one thing, you want to see where they're going. If they're going in the car, try to get license plates. I mean, you don't want to be a hero. Of course, you can imagine how many times I've seen one of the associates um, take down a shoplifter and not thinking about um, one legalities. Yeah, that's the reason why they tell us not to go sh chase down the um, shoplifters. Then we just um, see where they just see where they're going or see what they look like and um, and try to see if you can get a good identification. But yet, you know, you don't want to go head on there because you don't know what they're carrying. So I'm smart not to take them on. You know, I just. At some points, I like to be the hero and actually take a shoplifter down. But that's one thing is my safety is my big concern as well as everybody else's. All right, so there's an, another one. Probably I think this is like the most important one, especially when we're dealing with this COVID-19 pandemic, is to keep a safe distance. I mean, with this COVID-19 virus going around, I mean, we've been practicing social distancing six feet away. And you pretty much, that's your distance when you're uh, being approached. You know, there's a lot of people that like to be like clo close up. You know, I mean, when I'm approaching somebody, you know, I try to keep a good distance. You know, they see me. They see from the head to probably right down to my feet is um, that's um. That's pretty much what you want to do at a safe distance. You want to see from the head to the, down to their feet, it's, so they see you see everything. But you know, you get people that want to evade your personal space. You know, that's the thing. When I approach somebody, you know, even if they're my friend, you know, I at a safe distance. I get their attention. I'm right in front of them, not behind them. I, I'm right in front of them, so they can see me, and you know, they know that I'm not a threat. So I kind of. Even for me, me being silly and being in the martial arts, um, I have a habit to bow a lot, a lot. Not to, that's just a habit. Just, you know, sometimes I like to be funny. So I, I bow to them, they see him, and then of course, sometimes they go in here, give me a handshake, give me hugs and everything. Just um, 
you know, that's the thing. I like to earn my hugs. I mean, I just don't like going around giving people, uh, you know, that's the thing. You know, I'm out there running sometimes, you know, with this nice weather out there, you know, I go out for a run, you know, I try to keep my distance when um, I'm running out in the park. You know, and the thing is, um, you know, I run out in the streets just to avoid not getting in their way when they're when you got people walking and you know and i just don't want to be the, that threat all right so definitely you want to keep a good safe distance you know you see everything hey and another thing i can't I, well think about it when it gets to the point where you get grabbed all right go for the weak points all right you know the weak points you got the eyes you got the the nose you you got the the throat and you, if you go below, you got the groin, and you got the knees. So that's your weak points. You want to go for those weak points when you're getting grabbed. So that's sort of like a loosener, looseners for the um, for the attacker. So you get get grabbed by the attacker. You do that use that as a loosener. So definitely, they free your hands, and then that gives you the time to push them away into that safe distance, or at least try to get away. Right, so you do that. Go for the weak points. Get you have time to get away. Right, don't make it a lengthy fight. Right, you're not looking for a lengthy fight. You're looking to get out of there. I mean, like I said, you work a eight to ten ten hour job, and your goal is to go home and get rest and at least see your family. I mean, it'd be bad if you have to be have your family be told that something happened to you because yeah, because you got idiots out there. I hate to use that term loosely, but you know, yeah, you got people that are, are just don't listen. You know, they just do whatever they it takes, right? And just and just do whatever they want to to achieve their goal. Right, so that's pretty much the five things I came up with uh, with the ethics. Now I want to get to another subject: teaching self-defense. Now. For those that are like martial arts, I mean, I definitely admire um, looking at videos of Ian Abernathy, um, an English guy, a, a martial artist from England, who really narrows down of what you want to think about if, when you're teaching self-defense. I mean, of course, I pretty much narrow down what he's pretty much said about legalities and like thinking about statistics of what you what what you expect or should I say statistics of crime all right so definitely the main thing well usually when it comes to self-defense the main audience that you would face is women probably eight ranging from 15 to like should I say probably in their 40s or 50s you know there's always certain situations that evolve a lot of situations involve women like um, of course rape and sexual assault and you know the thing is it happens at work at work out when they're walking in their car and like wild parties and uh so definitely women are like the focus when it comes to self-defense but there's like certain situations that you want to think about all right so that and then of course you go um, when you're teaching self-defense so when you're teaching self-defense, you look at your audience, you know, you give them like you you kind of ask them like what you what are you worried about? You know, most people say they say walking 
to the current nights and um you know you got strange people coming out in the bar well there's definitely certain situations you know you got you get put in a bear hug you gotta know what to do if you get get um, your wrist grab or somebody comes from you from behind and try to choke you what what do you do it's like what do you gotta do I mean really one thing is you get grabbed the minute you get grabbed you you start fighting I mean you only got like five seconds to get yourself out of at the situation it's not much time so at the moment that you get grabbed or you get ready to get attacked you certainly um you certainly react within a half a second what else is there of course don't think that women are the audience too there's also men you know no, everybody has to think of their life. Doesn't no matter what your gender is. I mean, men, men and women gotta think about their lives because you know, you know, you got people that are after what you got. I mean, what you got is what they want. I mean, for mostly men, it's you're in a, a situation where you're going against a drunk person, ready to beat you up. Like say, of course. Say if you're dating their ex-girlfriend, they get they're they're a jealous person, and yet you um, get in a confrontation. They're drunk, they can't help it, and um, you gotta figure out what you do. You don't fight them head on. You just gotta keep calm and have your hands up for a self-defense situation. Or let's just say, well, here's the thing, you know, people have their way to self-defense, and you know. But people like um, women, when you're out doing like a job, like as a realtor, you know, the thing is that expect to get attacked. You know, you're in a, in a neighborhood where you're showing houses, but yet you, you got that one person that's looking at the house that decides to attack you. And yet you got these realtors that a weapon that they have to get is a gun. And honestly, I'm against guns. I mean, I don't want to use guns. I mean, you know, there's times I would like think about getting like um, a permit to have a gun because you never know if I have to use it. There's people that think it's all right to use a gun, but you know, like I said, legality is getting away. You know, it's a he said, she said type of thing. You know, criminals like to lie. And you know, they, they'll say anything to get themselves out of the situation. So, the thing about that I learned in self-defense is the time when you're making a report with a police officer, you say, I was in fear for my life and I want a lawyer. I mean, one thing, like I said, who's going to defend you more in court? The officer, the arresting officer or an attorney? And, you know, you got to make sure you have a memory of what happened. You know, you may be traumatic. You're in a trauma. And yet, um, and yet, um, you pretty much got to tell the lawyer everything from the start of the situation to the end and try not to leave about everything. And uh, that's what you got to do, trying to write down everything that happened in that situation. And, you know, the thing that, of course, that's the thing, you know, you don't have cameras around there. You know, I know to start putting like, like cameras out in the street up and 
and no the thing is um you know people don't have their cell phone you just don't have their cell phones out on time to see what the whole situation and you know the thing that's starting to be a little popular is uh cop cams you know i got a couple of them to like at least put on put on your shirt and at least you know as you're walking out in the street you kind of record what's going on if nothing's going on then um then you're all good but yet if you're in a situation at least you at least you know that um you have evidence against that person in the case that person decides they want to want to lie their way out of the situation you know definitely you have that at least a footage of what happened to show your lawyer and then if that's possibly something that you use against use a in a court case then you're all you're it's all set in stone you're a shoe in to win the court case okay so really teaching self-defense you know the thing i want to do of course other than ask statistics and or at least ask what you you're worried about this at least at least teach them like the three forms of self-defense you know you could get grabbed you could get punt you get get a shot thrown at you or things can happen to ground so when you're dealing with a self-defense um, situation you don't want to always take it to the ground if you're getting taken to the ground you want to try to get that person off of you and get back up and get out of there or you don't want to at least work on grappling yeah that's the thing the grappling is not a good self-defense idea for a street fight but like i said you never know another person may pop up and see you as the attacker or that person that attacker may have some friends around the corner and you know you might be getting ganged up uh, so that's one thing that i don't want don't think is a good idea when you're in a self-defense situation but yet so when it comes to getting grabbed i mean one thing you shouldn't be grabbed that uh, if you get grabbed you got about five seconds to get yourself out of the situation but yet the minute you get grabbed you, you got five for a half a second to react. So that's what I said. As soon as you get grabbed, you go for the weak points. Go for the eye. Go for the nose. Go for the throats. Go for the grime. I mean, you want to go for those weak points to soften them up. So you want to get out of there. So it's it's not it's so it's not worth going to a lengthy fight. Five seconds to get yourself out of there and just get out of there. Right? And definitely, if you're getting thrown a punch, you want to work on d defensive blocks, All right? So defensive, a defensive cover-up. So definitely, the one style that um, really um, it's um, really should I say really known for um, situations like that is Krav Maga, and Krav Maga is like a lot different than other self-defense, other like different self other self-defense um. So, situations uh, with Krav Maga, you're trained to not only hurt somebody but to kill somebody to, if necessary. You know, this is why this style is very popular in Israel. You know, Israel armies use this as a as a way of self-defense, or yeah, just a way of um, combative um, circumstances like war. And um, it's just uh, certain situations. Uh, 
but with Krav Maga. So if you're interested in doing like Krav Maga, you know, it's an expensive course and yet it's intensive. You know, you're going to be doing conditioning. And yet with self-defense, um, you have to be well-conditioned. So if you're looking to learn self-defense, you have to be at least well-conditioned. Because if you're not conditioned, you know, that five seconds of trying to get out of a situation could be could add up 10 seconds, 15, whatever long you last. But definitely, if you're in a chokehold, you got five seconds to re to get out of there. Otherwise, you might pass out. So you want to think about that. And just just certain guidelines. All right, so um, I'm going to at least end it here and um, kind of give... Um, Give like a little last, um, like pretty much a last um, message for, or should I say, a last speech of, of Father's Day. Of course, uh, here you are. Here I am, 34 years old. Father been a, my father's been like my dad for uh, for like 34 years. All the adventures I had with him, him picked me up from school and um, managed me, him having our little trips. Uh, so really, I mean, I guess the, um, the one trip I can think of um, is us going down to his hometown, downtown, or going down south to his hometown of uh, Linden, Alabama. And all, in all, in all honesty, I'd hate, I hate down there. But, you know, I had to appreciate the trip, like, going all the way down and seeing all these wonderful things on a road trip. But, you know, I hate the trip. <laughs> so, definitely, just to give my appreciation to my father, at least um, giving me all the help I need. And, um... At least um, showing my appreciation. Of course, yeah, I went to his house this morning and um, gave him a little card and just uh, did a little video and <laughs> put it on Facebook. I mean, all the ideas are really, really silly, but, you know, it's always it's the best thing I can do. But, you know, I'm looking forward for another Father's Day next year. Hopefully, with this COVID virus going down, we can at least do some things. And... Then I can at least have spend time with him. But anyway, uh, that's um a, con a conclusion of my um podcast. Um, I hope you've been t taking the opportunity to look at my previous episodes and showing your appreciation toward the martial arts. And um, I hope I um come up with another good episode next week. And and again, happy Father's Day, and show your appreciation to your father. Alright, and that's a wrap. This is TJ Williams with the Kick Pod, and I'm chopping out of here. Come on, get in here. We gotta call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys, here's the situation. Two minutes left, zero timeouts, down by a touchdown. 
you got to drive 75 yards. All right? We can do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready. Set. Mother. Delay of game. Offense.